Guys, I'm from Mars. Welcome to Dream Laser. Seriously hard sci-fi. Put it down. Oh, yeah, so oh. Tony's trying to cheat here and look at the titles I before s- it's his turn to read. My bad. He already knows. Take a problem. mulligan on that, please. That's uh, Dan Stout. He's here today. If you don't remember, he was the incredible narrator of Gabriel McSnorkelson's tale. <laughs> he loves water slides, I must say. He was a, what, what did you say? He was a businessman who loves to fucking party. Well, I mean, who wouldn't be? Also, I'm Tonks, by the way. I'm Rosemary. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. This is our Dream Laser sci-fi horror Halloween special. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we wrote some horror-specific uh, episodes today. <laughs> uh, although I don't think mine's too horrific, but it's more horrible. Mine's horrific. Yeah. It, it definitely has some horror themes to it. It, it definitely... Is based off a horror movie, which you will hear. And um, I'm going to be excited to hear this. Uh, Dan, you're going to read Rosemary's story today, right? Yes. I'm going to be reading Rosemary's? You're going to read... That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, you're going to read his. Yeah, I'm going to read my own story. <laughs> I'm going to read yours. All right, cool. Um, Who's who, going first? I think I'll go first this time. Okay. And then um, I guess Dan and then Rosemary? Okay, so here's Rosemary's story. No, this is Dan's story. This is Dan's story. My story. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Captain Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Raminfurt, Ghost on Agship Meriton. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just, like, do an ad lib for, like, a sci-fi title? I string interpolated with JavaScript. I'm already (laughs) loving this. You you said you made this in the JavaScript, kind of, right? Yeah. That's amazing. So it's kind of like ad-libbing, but coding. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Captain Herzog sat stodily. Is this stodily? Stolidly in his captain's chair on the bridge of Swarm Cruiser South Raminford, where captains belong because we've established this through years and years of sci-fi television. Captain Herzog reports of casualties at Agship Murrayton, reported comms officer Boris Smith. Of course it's Boris. Sorry. For some reason, Siri just fucking came to life during this. Ghosts. Ghosts. Okay, okay, here we go. First mate Crystal Pawlowski said, Leopold, that's where 60% of the swarm's green peas come from. Wait, who's Leopold? I don't know. Who's Leopold? (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. Captain said sorrowfully, it would be a dark day for the swarm if the children of the swarm could could, could not get their green peas. <laughs> Crystal, prepare a shuttlecraft. We must investigate. Readied, <laughs> reported Pawlowski. That was fast. I know. It was fast. As the captain started towards the shuttle bay, Paul, I keep, it's hard for me to say Pawlowski. I want to say Polinski. Pawlowski warned him, sir, be careful. We don't know what's going on down there. The captain replied like a goddamn hero. I'm like, Totes never careful, kid. I'm Captain Leopold Herzog. That's who Leopold is. Oh. Of the Swarm Cruiser South Raminfurt. What a fucking boss, said first mate Crystal Pawlowski. And totally sexy and stuff. 
muttered Nav Officer Vivian Strike. Oh, they're all Strike. into him. All these girls in the ship. The captain boarded the shuttle with a crew of six total fucking red shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I might give them names later, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> they made way to the ag ship Murrayton. Is it Murrayton or Murrayton? Or... It's however you want it. It's however I want it. At the outer edges of the swarm. Remember, said Captain Leopold Herzog to the red shirts, <laughs> our first priority is the remaining people on board. But really, it's the green pea crop. <laughs> but let's say it's the people, right? They docked their shuttlecraft and prepared to board the Murrayton. When they got through the airlock, the lights of the ship were dim. Stay sharp, said Captain Leopold Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> of the sword cruiser south Man <laughs> Sounds like you know how they'll do those things where it's like a bot wrote, a, totally wrote bo- an Olive Garden commercial. I, like oh, that's yeah. what it sounds like. The boarding team was in a l- large atrium, which, like I already told you, was pretty dark. There was a person standing by at the far end. Team, fan out, but stay sharp because we wouldn't want anyone to get a boo boo. <laughs> they did. <laughs> There was a scream from Red Shirt 6 as he reached the person at the end of the atrium. <laughs> Captain, hollered Red Shirt 6. This man is dead. The man was pinned to the wall with metal rods through his eyes. Oh, shit. Whoa. Is <laughs> it funny to you? Just think about someone being pinned to the wall through his eye sockets. It's fucked up. I shit you not. It was fucking gross. <laughs> Eyes to eyes of Leopold Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramford <laughs> acclimated to the darkness. They could vaguely make out more people around the atrium, but none were moving, so they kept going deeper into the bowels of the Merton. The captain decided that it was time to give some order, as captains be doing sometimes. <laughs> Bernhard, Padbird, Ebert, make sure you wait to the earth, make your way to the earth deck to check on that green pea crop, which is ever so important to the future of humanity, and keep comms open. Red Shirt Six, Gorgzani, and Rice. (laughs) You named the person Rice. (laughs) Oh, sorry. You're with me. Mostly because you're the best looking of the bunch. Oh, shit. (laughs) I mean, isn't that really how it's supposed to be? Turn the page. Now, where's the the media bay? Said Captain Leopold, you're excited to storm cruiser south rim. Wait, Media Bay or Med Bay? I said Media Bay. I don't, um, I, I'm an idiot. Both. Oh, oh, oh. Work. We were both wrong. Mm-hmm. Luckily, a little sign with an arrow reading, Medi Bay is in the actual direction, <laughs> was stuck in the wall right in front of him. So Rice looked like a total genius when he said, Captain Leopold Herzog, the Medi Bay is this way. Oh, shit. Good job, Rice. Thanks, Rice. The lights flickered off. There was a voice saying nothing in particular and green glow at the end of the corridor and the team building, or I'm sorry, as the team, including Bernhard, Padberg, Ebert, and, and Ebert ventured deeper into the Agship Murrayton. I'm sorry, that name is hilarious. To find the Earth deck. Padberg screamed and the lights came back on. <laughs> Padberg was lying splayed. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Padberg was lying splayed open guts all over the floor and blood was just goddamn everywhere. In the opening, which used to be the chest of Padberg, there was an old coin slot. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the thing you see. What I did. <laughs> that's the thing. And you see what I did there? If you listen to the last episode of Dream Lasers, I was on. Otherwise, the coin slot is meaningless and you're a total dummy. <laughs> Run! exclaimed Bernhardt to Ebert. And they did. 
In their haste, they ran in the direction of the inexplicable green glow and voice of a couple of meters. Note, meters are like yards in the metric system. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for telling us that. Very, very helpful. International. (laughs) We'll get there, America. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the fucking... Oh, that's sick. They stopped as they realized the thing about the green glow and caught their and caught mm. their breathes. <laughs> the calm sputtered to life in the voice of Captain Herzog. I'm sorry, I was trying. I was almost supposed to say the whole name, but you just said Captain Herzog this time. Captain Herzog. Wait, you get it? Came through. It says you get it. Oh, like you get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get it. it. The whole name. How's it do? How's it going? Did y'all find those peas yet? Please tell me the crop is doing okay. Ebert responded, Captain. We're not there yet. A bit of bad news, baby. Padberg is like totally dead, and it was so gross. <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. The captain responded, Padberg, come on. Not Padberg. I thought he or she was totally neat. Keep going, keep going though. The fate of the swarm of many ships had wait. The fate of the swarm of many ships headed from Earth to another star. System. I'm sorry, I'm not reading correctly. The Earth to another star system to save humanity, which the neighbor never explained, is at stake. Oh, shit. Understood, replied Ebert. Just then, they saw the body of Padberg close up and reanimate. Whoa, close up or close up? Oh, they closed up? Oh, my God. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Padberg screamed. That was perfect. Padberg screamed an inhuman scream like... And ran them, and ran at them, brandishing a rod like those in the eyes of the dead person uh. in the atrium. Bernhard shot six times with a phaser and cut Padberg limb from limb. It was pretty cool. Shit, they decided good. to head towards the green glow anyway to move the story along. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. Meanwhile, Captain Leopold Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramonford <laughs> and his team of red shirts found an entry, or found and entered the Medi Bay. There, they found Doctor Majorie. Marjorie. Marjorie. I can't read today. Is it Showalter? Like from fucking... Oh my God. What was that show? Stella? Michael Showalter? Marjorie Marjorie Showalter hunched over a screen breathing heavily. Ah, doctor. Marjorie Showalter. (laughs) It's hard for me because I know when I read that part, I'm thinking that's the part where you use like the JavaScript. Ah, doctor. Marjorie Showalter. It's good to see that you are among the living, said Captain Herzog. The doctor looked up and where his or her throat should have been <laughs> it was a bloody mess of machine stuff. So is she like gender, like gender queer or like I didn't non-binary? know what the names would be. Mm-hmm. So I used his or her a couple yeah. times. Okay. Well, it's the future. So everyone's very progressive. They don't assume. Oh, yeah. you have no idea. A computery voice emitted from the cruisers. Wait, emitted from the machine stuff. It's so very good to see you, Captain Leopold Herzog with the Swarm Cruiser South Ramford. <laughs> My God, what happened to you, you Dr. Majorie Showalter? <laughs> we have been visited by Yibeth. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Y H Y B B I H. Yeah. The all knowing. <laughs> he has come to save us. He can save you too. Nah, not interested. Remarked, remarked Rice, who was the most attractive of the red shirts. That's too bad said the computer voice of Dr. Marjorie Showalter, or Marjorie. Then the doctor brandished a rod thing and stabbed Rice Aww. in the temple, spraying blood everywhere. He turned to Captain Herzog and the other two attractive red shirts. Then the world went dark. Rip. The four remaining red shirts and Captain Leopold Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramonford, Furt, 
awoke on the Earth deck, which is a giant room made to simulate and house Earth-like stuff. Flora, fauna, <laughs> rocks and shit. The whole deal. The sky was bluish gray and there was lightning. Is it lightning or night? Light, lightning. Lightning. Hey, guys, I can't read. They probably should do a podcast about reading if I can't read, right? <laughs> they were bound and seated in a field of the most scrumptious green peas in the galaxy. <laughs> Before them stood Dr. Marjorie Showalter and Rice. Oh, no. Don't worry. I'll save us and the swarm, whispered Captain Leopold Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramenford, <laughs> like a cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> the doctor turned to Rice and said with a booming, computery voice, Are we ready to accept the world of Yiddish with open arms and hearts? Yes, Marjorie Showalter. Then come to us with Yibith and Yibith of Thindis and embrace us and take us on this plane of wretched existence. A back door, a black door-sized wall appeared behind them with a coin slot in its center. While this was going, uh, while this was going on, Captain Leopold Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramford freed Gork Gorkzani 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 freed Gorkzani, the second most attractive of the red shirts. Of his or her his or her binds with a small Swiss army knife he kept in his butt pocket. <laughs> Is that his butthole or actual butt pocket? pocket? Okay. <laughs> Gorgzini ran towards the doctor and rice when his or her face are ready. <laughs> but it was too late. The doctor had already put the ceremonial coin in the slot and the door to Thindis was opened. Oh shit. Gorgzini fell through the doorway screaming as the doctor stepped aside stepped aside. <laughs> A green light was emitted through the doorway, and the voice spoke. I, Lilith of Thindis, have come to embrace you. Gorksini, look, looking fine as ever, stepped back through the doorway. The doctor said, Lord Yibith, you've come. Gorksini said with the voice of Yibith, Yes, accept my embrace. And the doctor exploded. <laughs> Guts and shit went, like, everywhere. And you, Rice, my love. And Rice exploded nasty, too. Oh, shit. You may have did this in the, in the cruiser of South Ramonfort. Wait, wait. Wait, in the body. You, oh, yeah. You may have did this in the body of Gorson. He turned into the remaining red shirts, turned to the remaining red shirts, and Captain Leopold Herzog of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramonfort. Meanwhile, first mate Crystal Pulowski, oh, I'm sorry, is hearing the goings of the... Goings on? Wait, the goings on... Of the egg ship Maryton. I can't read this for some reason. Ordered a torpedo to be fired, saying, Say a prayer for Leopold Herzog and fire when ready. As the torpedo hit, the egg ship Maryton exploded with a green light. I am sad to say that I am now captain of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramonfort. A moment of silence, please. The crew of the Swarm Cruiser South, South Ramonfort was silent for a while as they watched the s- soundless explosion. Oh, soundless explosion. Oh, it's hard sci-fi. That's it, hard sci-fi. The Swarm would have much fewer green peas now. Damn. That's the way shit be sometimes. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry I butchered that. That was awesome. I was butchering because every time I was like reading it, I was like, man, it's saying the full name and title of this person. And, hey, those names were Easy. Oh no. no! That was excellent. Honestly, Gork Scanny and, and, and I could have reinstantiated those variables, but we just went with it. Yeah, that was great. I, I fucking loved it. That was a sick. That was a sick one. So who's going awesome. next? I thought, I thought I was reading. Next. All right, you read next. Go ahead. Okay. You're reading mine. Give me the mic. All right, is this the yours mic's, or is this that's mine. 
Here we go. <clears throat> this so, is Tony's story. So mine, my story is based off a joke Dan told me while we were playing Fallout 76. <laughs> so, and I just went with it. I, I initially wanted to give it to Dan, but he, he gave it to me with full, with full, uh, full ownership, full ownership and IP intellectual <laughs> property. Yeah. So All go, right. Take it away. All right. Here we go. This story is called Event Verizon. <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. That's the story. Here we go. <laughs> Stop. I have to get it. You know I have to get it out of my get all, system. Get the giggles out. I have to get, get, get it out, out of my system. <laughs> okay, here way. we go. Event Verizon. <clears throat> Remember unlimited data plans? <laughs> remember unlimited data plans? Well, fuck you. I don't remember shit. <laughs> the data wars have become so insane that data itself has literally taken physical form. <laughs> it evolved from the airwaves to a permanent atmosphere around our planet, and it leaves a dark red glow around everything. <laughs> Every company wanted to own it, but it was solely owned <laughs> by Verizon Wireless Global Control. <laughs> the year? Who gives a shit? We stopped caring about trivial things such as time years ago. Was it days ago? That's the point. The only thing that's important is that we consume everything. It's the spirit of human life. I should know. I'm the last one in existence. <laughs> the last natural human, that is. Everyone else is at least 50% cyborg. My name's Annabelle <laughs> Quincy Frankenmuffin. And that is all I know about myself. I don't have any sex organs due to the great gender war of... I'm I don't remember that either. Fantasy is bullshit. <laughs> Wait, the, the great what? The great gender war of I don't remember that either. When was the gender war? Was that in your first, episode one? Yeah. The oh, Great man. Gender War. Yeah, it happened. Can you give us some background on that? So the Great Gender War is basically there was there was a war between men and women, and they decided we're just not going to have a gender. Yeah. So they just got rid of it. And but then they had peaceful. to start. They had to start other wars after it because they couldn't argue about gender anymore. Yeah, they could. I that that problem was cut. So like, oh, let's fight about something else. And there was dildos everywhere. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Right. Well, they left dildos there because they were useless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, the great gender war of I don't remember that either. My memories, history, and my past are only on my social media. You see, humans evolved to the point to where they didn't need memories in their brain anymore since they were stored on their social media. It's just, yeah, the Insta story. So you see, I'm technically incapable of remembering any more than 24 hours ago. And my own name. I also have an insatiable craving for consuming everything I see. Food, cars, even medication. If I don't see it on my feed, that means I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Everyone alive and sometimes dead are under constant bombardment of advertisements for products to consume. I have to constantly check my social media feed to see if I have already eaten today or done anything else. It fucking sucks, but that's how life is in whatever year this happens to be. <laughs> But something crazy is about to happen. Oh, shit. I was walking outside in a huge, sprawling metropolis downtown, and I was checking my social media to see if I had already taken a shit. Wow, she would post that. <laughs> I didn't see a picture of me on the toilet. <laughs> so I went to the nearest Dumpco TM fertilizer extractor. <laughs> It's basically a porta potty that sucks the shit out of your ass and turns it into compost for the lesser beings on. Wait, let me check my social media. Oh, yeah, on Earth. We live on Earth. <laughs> 
Before I walk into the small privacy cubicle, I see an ad on a billboard above it saying, with Verizon, we do it all. And if you don't like it, we can erase it. And you. (laughs) (laughs) It was so touching. Damn. Tearing up at that. You should. While I was sitting on the toilet taking a picture of myself to remember this for all eternity. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh god. I see a weird red wire on the ground. There's a neon pulsating red glow coming out of it, so I decided to do what any normal last human being on Earth would do. I pulled the living shit out of it. As soon as I tore it from the wall, all the lights turned off and there were alarms blaring everywhere saying, data error, prepare for extinction. (laughs) This kind of reminds me of the other day when our entire fucking city lost internet. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. We're dead. We're dead now. Yep, we died. I jump out of the dump co TM with my pants down to my knees only to look up to see all the flying cars falling out of the sky and the cyborgs all over the streets running in panic. It's pure chaos. I turn on my contact lenses and turn on my HUD program, HUD program inside them only to see that it was offline. Everything was offline. This isn't possible. During the gender wars, Verizon did a backdoor deal to give out free unlimited data to whoever won the war. And since technically both sides won, Verizon won the rights to global data trafficking. They essentially own the planet. It only took five years for all the world's data to reach such an apex that it became a physical atmosphere to block out the sun. After that, Verizon created miniaturized artificial stars that mirrored our sun, but within our atmosphere so we can have sunlight. Okay. Pretty good idea, I guess. One star. Not one stars. star. Sorry. Yeah. On Yelp. One star. <laughs> one star Yelp. One star. <laughs> I start running towards a Denny's TM. <laughs> <laughs> Denny's TM pivoted their business from a shitty diner to the world's lead- leader in fashionable military exoskeletons. <laughs> that honestly would be way fucking better than current Denny's. I'm going to Denny's. Dude. While everyone was panicking and tearing their processors out of their vision holes, I jumped into an exomech suit for safety. Vision holes, nice. Mm-hmm. That shit fucking hurted, though. <laughs> <laughs> I drilled a cable into my spinal column to link up to my brain, but after that, I had all the power of a mini fuck I can't remember. Editor's note, it's Gundam Wing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's almost more like Evangelion. <laughs> But Gundam Wing is the greatest mech anime there ever was. Anyway, she wouldn't know because she can't remember. Electron he, she, sorry, they. Electronic billboards all over the city were blinking in black and red saying, we're fucked, over and over, (laughs) while cyborgs were losing their fucking minds. I used the Exo's HUD to look at the mini star already getting smaller and fading. Just to the right of it, though, I see a Verizon Zeppelin in the sky with the same blinking billboard sign on it, and I get an idea. I hit the rocket pack on the suit to max, and I start barreling towards the Zeppelin's underbelly. I crash through the bottom of the control deck, only to see that all the cyborgs controlling it had already lost their circuits and jumped off the ship. Idiots. (laughs) I go to the controls and change its path and go directly into the mini Verizon star. Oh, shit. These Verizon Zeppelins are made to farm the data atmosphere circling the Earth. I figured if I can crash this thing into the mini star, it'll suck all the data from the Zeppelin, at least giving Verizon a little more time to fix this. I'm about to jump off the Zeppelin and fly to safety, but it starts to dive directly towards the city. Oh no, I thought. I hit a fucking dead zone. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh 
Oh, God. That's very Seinfeld. That means that if anything stays in this area for too long, they instantly die. <laughs> it's a dead zone. <laughs> the star had a dead zone surrounding it to keep the riffraff away. <laughs> like actual riffraff. <laughs> yeah, the, the rapper. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I guess the stupid fucking blimp had protocols to steer clear of them. Well, fuck that shit, bro. I fly underneath the blimp and push it towards the Verizon star myself like fucking shit. I can't remember his name, and I can't get to my social media at the moment to remember it. Oh, well, editors note it was Superman. Oh, I see where you're going with that. As I'm... Does he fly into the sun? No, but he picks shit up like like cars and shit. Oh, I got you. He also made the world spin in reverse. Yes, because that was accurate. <laughs> that's true. That's how you it's reverse time. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm going through the dead zone, my suit is giving me tons of alarms, telling me that I have seconds before I vaporize. Gotta do this quick. I put the rockets at full thrust and fucking throw the zeppelin like a rock directly at the star. A flash of light pierces through everything, briefly blinding everyone. I've done it. I've torn a hole through its data plan. <laughs> my eyes recalibrate, and I see something no human has seen for years. Or was it weeks? <laughs> I don't have the brain capacity to know the answer to that. I see a blue sky and the real sun behind it. I can feel the warmth of it from here. Oh, wait, that's not the sun. I'm on fucking fire. <laughs> I look down and see that a squad of Horizon Death Squad robots are flying up from the metropolis to attack me. And one of them had already shot a laser through one of my tits. <laughs> Why are they attacking me? I'm trying to save this shitty planet. The exosuit auto-injected me with morphine to dull the pain before I could even, before I e- could even got shot. Get oh, shot? Get shot, yeah. Get That's it. some sick AI. <laughs> I initialize combat mode on my suit and I easily destroy the robot squad with the Cobra Kai self-defense module. No mercy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> While I was fucking up the robots, something was happening above me with the star. It was doing it. It was going dark. It was going, I was going to supernova. I tried to escape its gravity, but I was too close. I was stuck in its event horizon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so there was no escaping. So I gave up. And I accepted my fate. While I was being sucked into the star, I wondered if it was actually me who did this by pulling the red wire. The fate of the entire world couldn't have hinged upon me pulling a random wire, could it? I feel my body tearing apart as I'm being pulled to its core. Right before I couldn't take the pain anymore, everything went black. I open my eyes and find that I'm underwater. I immediately start to swim upwards and splash out of the water to roaring laughter. There were at least 30 people all around me laughing. What the fuck's happening? (laughs) Oh my god. I look behind me and see that I just came out of one of Gabriel McSnorkerson III's prototype water slide. (laughs) 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 Called the Mindfuck TM. goes so fast that the brain cannot oh my god the brain cannot get enough blood flowing causing the user to hallucinate apparently I was only on the ride for 10 seconds but it felt like it lasted a fucking lifetime I start to laugh and realize that it was not my fault the world was going to be okay until I look up to a red sky and a zeppelin flying above with a billboard saying Liberate to Tumet X Verizon. <laughs> the end. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Thank you.
Like the little twist at the end. What does that Latin mean? It's from Event Horizon. Yeah, save me from Verizon. It's supposed to say save me from hell. I figured it was, but... But I, couldn't, I changed it to save me from Verizon. <laughs> save yourself from Verizon. Yeah, that's right. Save yourself from Verizon. Yeah. That was awesome. That Sweet. was great ending. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, well, Gabriel's still fucking people up. Fucking Sorderson, man. <laughs> His TMs. All right, Dan. Well, this is yours. Okay, so uh, you said this has horror elements in it? Yeah, this is a horror story. It's a horror, horror story, story, so sh- should I read it like like, like in a scary voice? Well, like, our, I'm a leprechaun. Our, protagon- <laughs> our protagonist is from Texas. Oh. Oh, so, well, damn. I don't know if you, you know want to. Sure? I don't know if I have that, that okay, accent that's fine. in Just my bucket of want. tricks. <laughs> You don't have that, I'll spy on the outlet. <laughs> yeah, we do a whole test, like, uh, hold on. Captain Texas Boy's Wild Ride. <laughs> That's good. Is that the name of the story? Yes. Huh? That's the name of the story? Yeah. What's it called? No spoilers, it's called Captain Texas Boy's Wild Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sam Elliott your way through this. Oh my god. That's great. I don't know. Give me an example of Vincent Price, maybe I can do it. Vincent Price. <laughs> Vincent Price. I'm nah. from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> was that like in Fallout 3 when he's like, growing up as a young boy in rural Kentucky? That's perfect. I like that. That's a good one. Good. Okay. Editors. <laughs> from rural Kentucky. From rural Kentucky. <laughs> This is not part of the story. This is totally part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) What is the deal with the story? What's the deal with Captain Texas Boa's Wild Ride? (laughs) Oh, God. All right. um, So this next story is called Captain Texas Boa's Wild Ride. (laughs) There's nothing worse than coming out of cryo. Seriously, it's awful. It shouldn't even be necessary anymore because this is the deep future, like year 3000 or something, and also the author in control of these plots makes up totally unrealistic technology all the time. Oh, man, so many fourth walls. And you're telling me she couldn't figure out how to get a space cruiser from one side of the galaxy to the other without cryosleep being necessary? Sure, save all the good tech for the characters you actually like, bitch. <laughs> But what the fuck ever. My pod opens, and I wake up in the cryo chamber of the shittiest ship in the entire intergalactic stellar fleet, the Rudy Giuliani. I'm sorry. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> oh my god. Instantly, I project vomit all over the floor because that's what happens when you come out of cryo. Again, the author could have. Written that part out, but she doesn't know how to make any original jokes or anything, so she just uses vomit. When I finally stop puking, I look around and see the rest of the crew is awake and spilling the contents of their stomachs all over the cryo chamber, too. It's disgusting, so I throw up again, which triggers them to throw up more, and that just turns into a vicious puke circle. What movie was that? Stand by me. Goonies. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what button to press. <laughs> it's gonna make oh my god. 
After like four hours of nonstop puking, I think we finally have ourselves under control. We all get dressed because that's another inexplicable rule of cryosleep. You have to be naked. That sure was a so crazy... wait, wait, wait. Were they all puking and completely naked? Yes. <laughs> They're all naked. <laughs> puking completely in the nude to everyone for hours. <laughs> that sure was a crazy alien ship full of gross eggs that we definitely touched and even brought on board our own cruiser. Says my navigator, SpongeBob. He's not a sponge, just a regular human. But for some reason, his parents decided to name him after a name, a meme. I don't, I don't know what a meme is. A meme. A meme. <laughs> not the case for me. I have a badass name to match how badass I am, Captain Chuck Norris, Texas boy. <laughs> So look, I'm not the best at captaining and shit, but I can kick anyone's ass and I have the chest hair to prove it. Me and my crew have come from an asteroid where we were mining resources to bring back the intergalactic stellar fleet's smartest and hottest scientist, Dr. Nebulous Quetquesarito. (laughs) While we were on the mysterious asteroid, we found an ancient alien ship that was totally abandoned and had a bunch of gooey eggs inside. So obviously we decided we should bring one on the Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> so we give it to Dr. Quesarito to study. You're right, SpongeBob. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh actually my voice. You're right, SpongeBob. <laughs> It was crazy, but I think bringing one of the eggs on board was a good decision. (laughs) Because the ISF will definitely pay us more for it. Hell yeah, says my engineer, Karen Chalupa of the Taco Bell system. I'm 100% sure that nothing could possibly go wrong. All of a sudden, a crazy green blob jumps out of nowhere and attaches itself to SpongeBob's face. He screams. But his cries for help are muffled because the green blob has vacuum sealed itself onto his face just like that infomercial for the Food Saver Vacuum Sealer system. (laughs) Oh man, that's a great buy. Sponsored by. (laughs) Me and Karen and the rest of the crew run to help him trying to pry the gross green blob from his face. But we're just struggling and not getting anything done. Because we're all white, and if you watch infomercials, we're all aware that white people literally can't do anything. <laughs> After like 45 minutes of struggling, the green thing detaches itself from SpongeBob's face and instantly dies. What the fuck? I say. Good news, guys, says SpongeBob. I'm totally fine. I'm changing his voice every time. I'm sorry. I don't remember what I did for the last one. <laughs> Awesome, I exclaim, and everyone in the crew high-fives each other for like ten minutes. <laughs> After we're done celebrating, we all go into the mess hall and eat some dehydrated Taco Bell. I'm about to dig into my first cheesy, into my cheesy fiesta potatoes when all of a sudden SpongeBob starts coughing and gagging. At first, I think it's because, I think it's just because he ate an entire cheesy gordita crunch, but I'm very, very wrong. SpongeBob's colla- SpongeBob collapses onto the table, screaming and shaking. 
he's got to shit himself because of the Taco Bell. <laughs> One of the other crew members yells. <laughs> Oh, shit. Bruh. <laughs> Something is definitely about to come out of SpongeBob, but it's not his asshole that's bubbling like a pregnant woman's belly when it, when the baby kicks and it's totally fucking weird and gross. It's his chest. Blood spurts out everywhere as, SpongeBob chest, as SpongeBob's chest bursts open. In an ironic twist, me and the rest of the crew get so scared we shit ourselves immediately. It's super gross. But we're all too distracted by the green dick-like creature that emerges from SpongeBob's chest cavity. What the fuck is that, I ask. But before anyone can answer, the green penis creature launches itself at one of my crew members and starts eating his flesh. The rest of us scream and shit ourselves again. Then we run the fuck out of the room and back down to back down the Rudy Giuliani... Then we run the fuck out of the room and back down Rudy Giuliani's long corridor, locking ourselves into the bunk room. Oh my god, Spongebob is dead! Karen screams as we all take off our double shit-filled clothes and change into his clean space suits and helmets. Must have been that alien egg we brought on board, I say. Karen, I thought... Karen, Karen, I thought there was 100% chance of nothing going wrong. She shrugs and says, I faked my diploma from future MIT. It's not even a real... I'm not even a real engineer. I sigh. This is exactly what I don't need right now. <laughs> I survey the rest of my crew. The rest of you are all legit, right? I ask. No one says anything. <laughs> is anyone is anyone else here actually qualified to do their jobs, I ask? One guy raises his hand. I went to the art institute for like three semesters. <laughs> That's what everyone who goes to the art institute sounds like. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It no, seems that's like... not what he said. I'm on page three right there. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking... Space Christ. What? Jesus fucking Space Christ. Seems like I'm the only one here who's even remotely qualified for this mission, and I got my degree from Trump University, which is... Also, a totally fake thing. If you're all frauds, how did we even drill? How did we even drill for the resources? I wonder. The crew, the crew members look at each other. Uh, we just kind of put metal pieces into the ground and flipped a few switches and assumed something was happening. One of them says. Well, there you go, our paychecks. Okay, listen, you idiots. I say. We're now in a life-or-death situation. There's some kind of alien on board this vessel, and we have to kill it before it eats us. <laughs> but Captain Texas Boy, says Karen. <laughs> I thought we were trying to bring this alien thing back to the ISF so we could get paid more. <laughs> Did you not see what happened to the SpongeBob woman? I scream. As much as I support America 2's values of capitalism and exploiting workers to get as much money as possible, we have to kill this thing or we're going to die. <laughs> that pause made it. Everyone agrees because we'd all rather live than provide profits for an evil corporation. So we quietly leave the bunk room and head back down the corridor 
where the weapons are stored. <laughs> when we get to the armory, that's the place where the weapons are stored, yes. we, we all get guns and flamethrowers and shit and then set off into the depths of the ship to find the alien scum. We go to lower decks because it's very dark and creepy. And that's obviously where a scary as fuck creature would be hanging out. We walk along silently, the flashlights on our huge rifles, the only light in the pitch black tunnels. Then, out of the silence, I hear a weird sound. Anyone else hear that? I whisper. It sounds like music, says Karen. It's hard to make out at first, but after a few seconds of intent listening, I recognize the melody and start to de- decipher the lyrics. I d- what's th- what's the melody on that? Why don't you read? Why don't you sing that just out? Just say that. Just say the. Uh, just say the lyrics. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and a thumb, and the shape of an L on her forehead. <laughs> All stars. You don't know that song? No. Smash Mouth. I don't listen to that. <laughs> I squint my eyes in the darkness as though that will help me hear better. Is that Smash Mouth, I ask? <laughs> Just as the guitars come in for the chorus, a huge green alien ogre jumps out in front of us. Front of us. <laughs> oh my god, it's Shrek! One of my crew members screams. <laughs> Sorry, let me... Oh my god, it's Shrek! One of my crew members screams. Get out of my swamp! I can't do a Shrek voice. The creature bellows a smash mouth blast in the background. We all start shooting and screaming. The enormous ogre grabbing and eating at least three of my crew members. Their blood spewing all over the ship. All the lights go out and the gunfire and anguish screams stop. I don't know if any of my crew members survived the Shrek massacre. It's too dark to tell. But I do know that the beast is still here because Smash Mouth is singing about someone asking them to spare some change for gas. (laughs) I spin around the corridor, my gun's flashlight illuminating the leftover chunks of my crew's flesh all over the floor. I even see Karen's severed head staring back at me from the ground. Gross. (laughs) A low growl rumbles underneath the song... And I spin around to find myself face to face with the giant Shrek alien. It roars, my crew's blood dripping from its fangs. But I'm Captain Chuck Norris, Texas boy of America too. So I'm not scared. These colors don't run. (laughs) This is my swamp, you bitch! I scream as Smash Mouth jumps into the final, epic final chorus of All Star. I kick Karen's severed head. And it hits Shrek right in the face, blood splattering everywhere. With the ogre distracted, I open fire on the ship's hull, breaching the metal. Then, then I hang on the, then I hang the fuck on for dear life as Shrek gets sucked out into the frozen void of space. Hard sci-fi. Once I'm sure the ogre alien is dead and gone, I seal off the lower deck and head back to the helm to steer this ship back to America too. But when I get back onto the bridge, I'm confronted with a horrible sight. The entire bridge is covered with slimy alien Shrek eggs. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mutter to myself as one of the eggs starts to crack open and Smash Mouth starts playing again. (laughs) I guess there is something worse than cryo. The end. (laughs) Dude. 
Fucking go. That was an incredible reading. All I have to say is Chuck Norris. Texas boy. Chuck Norris, Texas boy versus Ellen Ripley, Danger Girl. That was, that was a good episode. That was a great episode. Everyone, everyone's stories were dope. Yeah, that was great, dude. I uh, you guys did, did good work. <laughs> How do you not know All Star? You know All Star. I it didn't. It didn't. It took me. I didn't. Somebody once told me the world's gonna roll me, but that's right. Yeah, when you say it like that, I don't recognize Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's not. It's not until they start playing their beautiful melodies that, yeah. that I actually remember them. That's <sighs> true. But yeah. Um, All right, we did it. We did it this week. This is a. Is that like moment of silence because the chair squeaked? <laughs> <laughs> the chair squeaked, and there was a weird silence. silence. But uh, yeah, we thank you for listening to this episode. It's very horrific. Yeah, I was very, very scared. <laughs> yeah, Tim Peters pants. Uh, people shit themselves multiple times. <laughs> I think we all talked about gender gender shit in in in, in this episode. His or her. His or her stories. He she, he, she or no she or no he. Or no it. So would that be that would be the theme? I that was the I that did. was the underlying theme of the unintentional. story. Yes, unintentional. You gender swap Ellen Ripley for for Oh for a guy. For, uh, I guess what's you. his what's his name? What's Chuck his name? Norris. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris Texas Chuck boy. Chuck Norris, Texas boy. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Chuck Norris, Texas boy. Fuck, sorry dude. <laughs> You've been to four years at Captain School <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain School at Trump University. <laughs> a place that doesn't exist. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a great Halloween. Love you. Bye. Bye.